This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave Craig. I am super excited for a first time ever on Busted Open, Orange Cassidy joins us sir how are you and thank you so much for the time uh thanks yeah, um, I this guess. is nice i'm comfortable you, <laughs> you do look, look comfortable you, look com- you yeah, guys me, look comfortable let me too. see how this i'm gonna pose i'm gonna sit like you and see hey how mark every single couch you've sat on is you always take up that much space i mean it's impossible if you're not taking no that i much take space. up a lot of space That's it's, as ernie ladd used to say i covers the ground i walk on <laughs> <laughs> that's weird no one's ever said that to me and you know orange cassidy you're personality your persona is laid back i think a lot of people look at that as like almost like you're lazy which obviously from the last year we know that's not true because if there's anybody in the world of pro wrestling that's been a workhorse it's been you fighting champ i mean you're talking about somebody when you were the aw international champion we'll get into that but every week you're on tv defending that championship didn't matter what injury you had, you made sure that you were in that ring defending that championship. And I think you proved a lot of people wrong. And when I talk about wrestlers who are up there as far as wrestler of the year, your name has to be in that argument. How proud are you of what you've been able to accomplish this year? Uh, I think I've just been very, very fortunate to have those opportunities, right, to give in that um as we know, uh, TV time is very limited, especially with our roster that's so full of people that are far better than me at professional wrestling. And I just felt that if uh, I was going to give this opportunity, given TV time, I was going to do uh, the professional wrestling that I want to do, the way I want to wrestle, the way I'm going to wrestle, and to give to show uh, the a lot of people that... Um, I, I'm just very fortunate that I was able I was able to do that. I can't see a lot of people that are better than you. Uh, first off, and secondly, I don't know if you heard or not, but there was always like these rumblings of uh, me coming out of retirement, and um, people ask me who would you want to wrestle, and you know that I, I mentioned your name like every time somebody said that. Well, I, I mean, that's I, one I see. The talent, but when I watch you wrestle, I'm entertained. And when you can get out of the space of understanding the business and insert yourself in there, it's like that's that's why we do what we do because we want to entertain people. Yeah, and I obviously mark that as a very high praise come for you. I appreciate that. Um, and you also know, if you wrestle me, you just got to stand there. Let me kick you in the shins a couple of times. Right? It's not gonna be yeah, and that's a plus. I, I just, <laughs> yeah, I figured, yeah. man, no. how cool would it be to uh, get a big a round of applause <laughs> and, and, and then I just get tiny kicks? I, I think it's... Uh, but it's that big punch that I'm worried about. Yeah, and luckily I haven't punched anybody in a couple of weeks, so it's, it's, I think it's almost fully healed. I don't want to say it is fully healed, but it's it's close. I uh, I think we, you've seen a lot of professional wrestling. I have seen a lot of professional. We all have seen a lot of professional wrestling, and I get a lot of compliments from people when I go to meet and greets or if I'm at certain events where people say, "Hey, I uh, my girlfriend is here, my boyfriend is here, my mom's here, my dad's here, my sister, my friend is here." Because, and I'm talking about here at an AEW show, uh, because I showed them a clip of you wrestling or I showed them on TV and uh, they became fans and now they're here. And I think it's important that we try to capture as many people as you possibly can to watch professional wrestling because I think it is probably one of the best forms of, um, I guess, art and entertainment you could possibly think of. And uh, I, I think... That is something that I that I take a lot of pride in is um, getting the people that don't know why two grown men are in the ring slapping each other in the chest, yeah. you know. And it's like they don't know 
they wouldn't know what that is. You know, they, yeah. they, you got to think about it from from their lens. And then, you know, and I got a lot of people like, "Well, oh, you wear jeans." Like, well, that's first of all, that's what I want. I'm, I'm wearing it now. I mean, that's what I wear. That's what I want to do. And I think it's about being relatable. I think, and uh, you know, I don't know. I have a question for you. Like, do you think that it's a negative to wear the kinesio tape and tell people where you're injured because? When I see you, like I, I know why you're injured, because you put your body on the line and you, you, you wrestle every week somebody in a different style. By the way, um, like, don't you think that is it's it's a it's like putting a bullseye on? Yes, on? you're absolutely right, and I tried to hide it as long as I possibly could to that exact point, um, but it just got to a certain point where I lo- I just couldn't I couldn't hide it anymore. Um, no one ever really saw all the tape and the brace that I had on my knees, uh, my knee, my knees, my knee, um, because I was, I was covering it and I, I, I kept that secret for a little bit. Um, but then, the, you know, you, if you were able to see most of those, the, the matches that I had later, people started to target <laughs> all these different areas of my body because right, right. they kind of knew. And then at that point I was like, well, it's, they already know. Like, <laughs> what am I going to, what am I like fight? Let me just, I'll try to help it out a lot. Um, a little, as much as I possibly can. So that's, yes, you're absolutely right. But, and I thought about that for a long time. Uh, but, and you know, our medical staff yelled at me a lot. So. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Dave LaGreca is, you know, sitting here just, you know, admiring you from <laughs> across the room. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a New Jersey guy, mm-hmm. so he he's he he really wanted to do the you know the fist bump and stuff, mm-hmm. but he, he felt kind of awkward asking. I'm a professional. Is, is, he's a professional. <laughs> is it okay if he gets one of the you know he just wants yeah get for fist sure bump, you know I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, look, I, I open the door for you. I, I there you go. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. But you know what, uh, Mark brings up about this area and you coming here and being from this area, how much does it mean for you? Because I feel like New York, New Jersey is one of the big markets for AEW. You come here frequently. This is now the third show at Arthur Ashe Stadium, gone to the Prudential Center at least three or four times now. Like, How does it feel to come back to this area knowing what you've been able to do? Uh, This area is an area that is tough in professional wrestling and I say that in the sense of it is very hard for these people to these fans in particular to um it it's hard to win them over yeah get get Um, them behind you it is because they are they've seen a lot of professional wrestling and they're very smart and they they know what it takes to be you know they know and I spent Time in my career here, uh, not doing it well. And um, to come back here and show what I've what I've done and who I can be now, um, it is it is an area that I think takes a lot of work. And you got to and and the, you know they know genuine professional wrestling. And I think this is what. This is why I think this is why it's a good market for us. For I think the improvement is a good thing. I mean, you look right. at people like Edgar Allan Poe, who are great artists, but, you know, he really didn't shine until he started to lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, his vision got bad. The stuff got blurry. And this, like, it, it was, I, I feel like improvement, uh, despite whatever gets you to that improvement, whether it's a lot of time, or the fact that you just say, you know what, I'm gonna change something. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've done that. Do you feel like you've improved uh, because you were willing to change, or you just got better because of time and experience? I think I just started to do what I wanted to do. Good. And I think I just trusted myself, and I thought, well, if I like this, then somebody else has got to like this. And I stopped listening to, cause you know, it, it, we, in professional wrestling, you receive a lot of advice from a lot of different people from all different areas. And the advice could be phenomenal, but it may not relate to you. It may not be apply, uh, applicable to you. And I just decided to start listening to myself and start doing the professional wrestling I wanted to do. You know, uh, also wait a second. I have to say, if you are listening at home and had, 
Mark Henry mentions Edgar Allan Poe on your bingo card. You, I mean, that's a big one. I didn't think you were going to say Edgar Allan Poe at all in this interview. Hey man, I'm a very you very uh, Mark uh, eclectic taste every single you, of what moves me. And you were right; like he didn't start. <clears throat> it was like really after his death that he became that his work actually, you know, started getting recognition. Right. And you know he was and and that was and it was too late. You know, Mark mentioned the word change, and the one thing I will say when it comes to you is that you didn't change; people's perception of you changed. Mm. And and I'll say this as as a good example because Mark and I work with Bully Ray. Good word to describe Bully asshole. Yeah, top of the list. And he was in the ring with you, and you didn't need to adapt to him. He adapted to you. He appreciated, and you said this word before, and I agree. Your art form of how you present professional wrestling, and I really truly believe that this is an art. That's why you're mentioning an Edgar Allan Poe, and that's why we're having the conversation that we're having. Do you feel like a lot of the people that maybe his perception of being jaded has accepted you and understands the way that you perform this art form? I don't think I will ever... I think I will change people's perception, but they will never admit it, and they will never... You'll never hear anybody be like, especially not in this area. You got to think about that. Like, how many people on Twitter are like, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> no one ever Nobody. says. Nobody. I mean, maybe a couple people, but we're talking less than ten percent. They will. It, it's it's, and that's okay. I don't care. I'm not looking. If if you don't like me, if you don't like what I'm doing, if you don't appreciate what I'm doing that's that's you can do that's fine I'm not gonna stop doing what I want to do I'm not gonna stop wrestling the way I wrestle because that's 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 what I do um so it's it's that's my gimmick (laughs) I'm over here stepping remember that time I tried to steal your catchphrase all the time on rampage and they they told me to stop they told me to stop yeah you, you like you like the stuff that I say. I, f- I it's feel great. like that's it's out of respect. It's out of it respect. Is out of, oh, first, yeah. I wanted to steal it from me. <laughs> Plus, I'd have to think about. It. I didn't have to think about a catchphrase. But I think people need to understand that their perception, or at least admitting that they were wrong, now is the time because what you've been able to do week in and week out on on AEW Dynamite. It's and when funny, you know, I, I, I just don't feel like I've done anything different. Like I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's there's change, not just in in the fan base, Dave. I think that um, the your your style people did have to adapt to you, mm-hmm. which is rarely done in pro wrestling. Re- pro wrestling is so traditional for the last hundred and thirty years that you you kind of saw life imitating what happened. Before, like they always say, there's nothing that hadn't been done until you. And that's always going to be a problem, right? Because it's not, it's not what you, it, it, it's, it's, people aren't, people are familiar with being comfortable. They like, usually people like tradition and, and routine. Usually, I'm not saying everybody, but, and then when something gets broken or something's new and it's like, well, that's not what I like. That's not. That's not what I've watched before. That's not what it is. Um, it could take some time to get different uh, uh, styles. I. It's funny you keep saying it. Like I, uh, people have adapted to me and adapted to my style. And I think. I don't. I don't like to think that anybody has to adapt to to my wrestling style. I think I well, don't. Don't be confused yeah. with us saying they figured you out. Right. Right. We're right, not yeah. saying that. Or at even all. the fact too, Mark. Like you mentioned earlier, that everybody that you're stepping into the ring with on Dynamite had a different style, right. Right. and you and you have been That's able to work right. and have chemistry with every type of style. That's. I mean, there's not a lot of wrestlers that you can say that about. And it's you and Deion Sanders. That. That's what it, I'm serious. You when know you, what? When you talk about, hey girl, I'm going to make sure everybody knows. I'm going to put that on my 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 ex Twitter, whatever the thing, the headline. Mark Henry says I'm I'm Deion Sanders. 
people don't understand him. No. People, people, mm-hmm. they, 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 they look at it, they judge it, and they say, and because it's different and because things are done differently, people are judging it. And it, it's, also, it's actually a good thing to be different in that sense to the right. point to where you embark, you, you, you embody the, the media like me and Dave and uh, the fan bases and all the people on the podcast. You have all of us going, why, why is this is so different? And then some people say they don't like it, but they. What do you do when you see something you don't like? You have to watch it again mm-hmm. to make sure you don't like it. Mm-hmm. And then they watching it a third time, and then they asking their friend, "Hey, look at this. What do you think about it?" So you're tripling, doubling the numbers because just because you're different. And he's unique. I yeah. mean, I think unique is the right word. Unique. Sure. And I, I, I have this very strong opinion that. AEW is AEW. Okay, we AEW does is not like anybody any other wrestling promotion. It's it's not like any other wrestling that you see or have seen. Um, why would I try to imitate something that we're not? Right. I I just because you prefer one thing doesn't mean I have to do it that way. Because why would I do something that you can already see? There, it's called alternative for a reason. There's a difference for a reason, and it's because we choose to not be like what you've seen before. Um, because then what makes it different? We're just doing what you're used to, and that's not interesting to me. That's not entertaining to me. So, Talk about t- what we're going to see tonight, Grand Slam, teaming up with Hook. Yeah, uh, you know, Hook and I have... Sh- very similar interests. We both don't like to say much, except for when I'm here with Mark Henry and you. Apparently, I talk a lot. We um, uh, we both like chips. Um, that's always fun. We might have some chips. Um, and then also uh, tonight, uh, Anna Jay decided to get involved, so now Chris Statlander is involved. And now tonight, I believe the match is going to be a six-person tag match with me, Hook, and Chris Statlander against uh, uh, those 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 guys. Those other guys. Yeah, Matt and Ange and Anna Jay. So it'll be, I think, the first ever mixed six-person tag in AEW. Wow. Hmm. going to happen tonight. Uh, so that's good for me because I can just let Hook and – Chris do all the work, and I can just kind of stand on the come in and, and kick and, people and hit them with a the punch. And hope Mark, if all things go to plan, yes. And I got to give you credit on one other thing before we let you go, and appreciate the time because I know it's a big day for you, dude. You got a song over that wasn't a hit in like over fifty years, and seriously, like it's on my playlist now. I mean, I'm listening to Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship again, listening mm-hmm. to Jane. You got that over. Thank you for that. I mean, it's a great song. You gotta get some of them royalties. It gets pff, no. I should, yeah, no. They should, they should be knocking your door down to hand you a check. Uh, you know, as long as let me keep the song, I'm fine. I mean, I, what did, what do you listen to? Like hey, that's yeah. What, what, yeah, what, like like what, what music what do you listen about? to? Uh, so I listen to literally everything. Uh, I've listened to just recently. I had Ronnie James Dio, you know, listen to that Rage Against Machine. All right. But then I switched to Dua Lipa, and then I'll listen to a little Lady Gaga. And then um, I go into some Kim Wilde. I got New Order, Depeche Mode. See, I go all around. Oh, man. Old school. Yeah. I'm digging it. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, Lady Gaga's fine. Isn't yeah, I mean, yeah, Lady Gaga's fine, but Dua Lipa is fine too. So is Kim Wilde back in nineteen. Kim Wilde is what a don't sleep on a, Kim Wilde. Kim Wilde's a classic babe. Yep, classic. You're a classic, Orange Cassidy. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it, and good luck tonight. Thank you guys. Good All luck, right. man. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down.
And I think at this point, Mark, we can call this champion our friend. Yeah. Because this champion has been on this show many, many times and is your TBS champion, Chris Statlander. Thank you so much for the time, champ. Appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me. I feel like was was the last time not the last time. uh, Who I mean one of the most memorable times that I was on the show was when I had boots. We were doing the Zoom yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and Boots pooped the, in my hand. That's right. <laughs> the, the lizard. My lizard, yes. 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 Yeah. What a remarkable day. And you went from having shit on your hand to a championship title around your waist. Congratulations. Um, and it shows how much you've progressed uh, so in time. Because I think about even going back to Jacksonville and when the lockdown was finally over and talking to you and you just felt rejuvenated, like you were ready to go to that next level, and now you have championship gold around your waist. Just mm-hmm. the journey and the story has been fantastic. You got to be happy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I definitely remember having that like rejuvenated feeling because that was coming back from my first knee surgery, and then I got injured again, and then I had to go through it all again. So by the time the second one, the second return was coming around, I was ready more more ready than I've ever been in my life. So the fact that like. All that hard work and uh, dedication to getting better and even all the struggle that I had to go through, the fact that it like came full circle and now I get to sit here with the title in my lap, it's very rewarding and it makes, it reminds you that even though so many things just suck along the way that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And really quick, Mark, before you ask your first question, I apologize, but one thing I've noticed about you, Chris, is how much better you've gotten on the microphone and doing interviews like was that an adjustment for you um I'm not sure because I still feel very awkward on the microphone and speaking all the time um I just force myself to do it a lot more often so I have to get better at it and I I know I'm not the best at it I know I'm not any special talker and I don't have the best vernacular and I don't my tone isn't always great and I I just come off very awkward and and I am aware of all that but I know that the more that I do it the better I'll be at it because well, so. you're real though yes yeah it comes across as authentic mm-hmm. to me and, and and just real yeah and a lot of times people jade themselves with big words and you know, uh, fancy cadences and, yeah. you know, catchphrases. Mm-hmm. Like, you come on and the fan base identifies with you because you talk to them like we're all just sitting in a living room. And I think that's, yeah. the, I think that's the key is just being yourself and being genuine because, I mean, Mark, you know, we have the number one pro wrestling show on Sirius XM on our podcast is killing it. Yeah. And... I love it when you pat us on the back. It just... <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, Mark... And Chris, I'll tell you, I'm not very smart. Mm-hmm. I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life. Yeah. I know this guy's probably agreeing yeah. behind me. Um, I don't have the best vocabulary. Yeah. Half the time, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And I've been able to make a career out of it. So if I can do it. Yeah. And I'm the most awkward human being on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Then you got you being way yeah. more talented. Yeah. Than yeah. I mean, so you're more talented. The world is yours. You're better looking. You're you you have a championship gold around She's your waist. Definitely ways. better looking. Yeah, and you're not socially awkward like I am. You're you're fine. Well, you'd be surprised how socially awkward I can be. But I I know a lot of wrestlers and a lot of people in wrestling, and then I'm more comfortable around them. So. I, it just is what it is at this point. Yeah. And I, I just don't care that I like, I know I'm awkward. I acknowledge it. I own up to it. And that's just something that I, I can't control. And I, I know like one of the things with the wrestling promos and whatnot is like, you have to be yelling and passionate and stuff. And it's like, I, I'm passionate. I just, I just don't feel like yelling yeah, right now. I just don't want to yell. <laughs> I just don't want to yell. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my blood pressure down. Yeah. So you, you, you made the most out of your opportunities. And like you said, you had an injury, mm-hmm. and you came back, mm-hmm. and then you got injured again, mm-hmm. and then you had to go through that whole process all over again, mm-hmm. and then you come back, mm-hmm. and without a shadow of a doubt, you you rise to the top. Cream keeps rising to the top. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like you are maximizing your time? Uh, it's hard to or tell. Or do you have a long way to go? Or do you feel like you're there? And you want to stay in the in the groove, or do you feel like you know what? There's another level I can get to. I feel like there's another level. Um, 
but I've always felt that way about me. I've never once been satisfied with my position. And it's not to say that I'm like upset with where I'm at. I just always know that I have more to give inside of me. And it's just, you, there's only so much time and only so much that you can do with the time that you're given with television, especially. So it's like, there's always going to be that little, like little bit of wanting more and wanting to do a little bit more. And I think that is not a bad thing to have because that gives me more creative ways to push myself in matches and the promos. And I just got to make the most of what I have. And knowing that I always have a little bit more to give is, uh, it just keeps you motivated to keep going and to keep doing what you're doing. And I've been doing a lot lately and my body hurts and I'm tired, but I am so grateful to be in a position where I'm trusted to be doing so much. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Mm-hmm. But I like what you just said, and it's a bit of acknowledgement, and I'm, I hope you acknowledge yourself and what you've been able to accomplish here in AEW because AEW does believe in you, and they do have confidence in you. You wouldn't have that championship gold around your waist if they didn't look at you as a star. Like, mm-hmm. So are you acknowledging it, and are you appreciating it and taking the time to kind of collect your flowers by what you've been able to do? Um, at least smell them. Yeah, I, I am acknowledging the fact that I am being put into these positions because I am trusted and that I uh, clearly am capable of doing what they ask me to do and hopefully exceeding expectations as well. Um, but it's yes. been a lot of go, go, go lately, and I don't really have time to sit and acknowledge the things that I'm doing right now. And that's just kind of how I've always been with my wrestling career is that I've just, I just do as much as I can. And then once things kind of slow down, I'll eventually look back and be like, Oh wow, I, I did some pretty cool things really quickly and in a short amount of time. And, uh, that's pretty cool. And well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now and I'm a size this one, mm-hmm. but I'm also uh, a big fan of strength. And there is nobody in pro wrestling that are showing the levels of strength that you have. And uh, it's a big plus, in my opinion. You know, I'm, I like yeah. I like strong people. Yeah, thank you. And, and, like, do you feel like, you know, anything is possible when you go in there, regardless of the size of the athlete that you're in there with? Um, I guess so. Uh, I do. Th- I do try and see if I can find a way to make anything work with anybody. Um, I always find it so not funny, but like kind of entertaining, I guess when I, if I like whip out the 450 that I do sometimes and people are like, I can't believe a woman her size can do a 450. And it's like one, like I'm, I'm not small, but I'm not massive and huge or anything. And I was also a gymnast for 11 years, so it's like I should be able to do a flip. Um, but also, like, people of all sizes can do flips and stuff like that. Not but me. I just <laughs> Dave, you, you, can you do a flip? No. But I can't even do it in a pool. Well. I almost drowned myself <laughs> the last time I tried to turn a backflip in a pool. I'm just saying it's possible. I'm not, I'm not anything saying is possible. anything is possible. But I always just, uh, I just, I I find it so surprising that people are surprised by the things that I can do. When to me, I'm just kind of like, oh. I I'm think just, it's a compliment, though. I, I do as well. But to me, I just look at it as just like, oh, yeah, I'm just trying it out and just seeing if I can do it. And that's kind of just how I went about being a wrestler <laughs> anyway. It was just, I wonder if I can do it. And then I like, guess yeah, I guess <laughs> apparently I can do it. Um, but that's just kind of how anything I've ever done in wrestling has ever been. It's just like, I wonder if I can do that. All right, I guess I can. Man, so I'm going to awesome. do it now. So. Yes, I do think anything is possible, and I try not to think that there's things that I can't do. Okay, you got the Steve Irwin shirt on. Yes. Um, what's the animal collection like now? My my real life pets. Yes. Uh, well, I have two dogs and a bearded dragon. Um, Which we've met. We've met Boots. Uh, I'm sure my dogs have been yelling in the background. Um, but I also kind of live in like a woodsy area. So recently there was a bunny nest that was found in the backyard that I put up a gate around and just protected these bunnies like they were my children. I rescued two turtles out of my backyard. I rescue frogs out of my backyard all the time. Uh, A snake. 
Um, Crikey. I, I caught a I caught a cat in my backyard that we named Goose and we gave to a friend. So a lot of animals. I, I'm I'm like a part time <laughs> like animal Jim sanctuary at, at home. At the, the pet detective. Yeah, just. They the animals just know that if they need to be rescued, they come into my yard, and then I'll just put them over the fence near the little lake. She would wow. get along with my wife, Violetta, because my wife is the... They have bear. Mm-hmm. The bear come from the mountain mm-hmm. and knock his trash over, and all he does is complain about picking <laughs> But trash. not my wife. Like I can't even do and, the, and the horn to chase him away. Can't even... Like, his wife will not let him mm. blow, like, the Blair horn. Like, yeah. Like, the random... Don't leave them alone. <laughs> it's their natural habitat. That's how I feel, too. I'm just yeah. like, just let them live. Yeah, and no, we have two cat them. sanctuaries for rescue <laughs> cats. We have seven mm-hmm. cats. We have a dog. But anyway, um, how are you adjusting to fame? Like, you are now on TV every week. Champ. People are going to recognize you. You have championship gold. I know that you're, and I can tell from our conversations, you're reserved mm-hmm. and you... So how are you adjusting to all this? I just pretend that it doesn't exist when I'm at home. I don't. I don't feel like a famous person because um, wrestling is very, like it's a, it's a internationally known you, thing, you know, but it's like a specific also fan base that like I I do get recognized sometimes in public places, but not all the time. Um, and uh, yeah, I just. Uh, what about the airports? Like in the, the going to the hotels, the fans coming that's up. That's different. Do that, do that bother you? Or do, yes. Are you? Uh, I am not a fan of when fans wait at airports and hotels because one, I think it's invasion. We, it's it's an invasion. Um, we're not technically at work at that time. Um, you know, and, and it's just like we're just. Like most travel has been so hectic lately that a lot of us just cannot be bothered to, you know, uh, put on a happy face. Sometimes some of us, we have a lot of real life things to deal with. And it's like, sometimes we we're just not always in our, we're not always our best selves, especially when traveling. We don't feel yeah. our best. I know I'm not dressed like I would for a, yeah, like I'm not dressed like I would be for a meet and greet, uh, when I'm on an airplane all day or when I'm going to my hotel and then also knowing that I'm going to a hotel and if there's fans there and I feel like I'm not able to just kind of relax and have some privacy and some free time. It's just, it's just unfortunate that people feel so comfortable violating our privacy in a way. Um, And it's like, you don't like, especially like if people come to a hotel and it's like we have a meet and greet at that show and and then it's just you're just taking the money out of the hands of people that are paying and I feel bad and I I feel bad saying no to a picture but I also feel bad that I know people are about to spend money to meet me and stuff like that so it's just like uh, it's it's not my favorite thing and plus you you shouldn't sacrifice your own personal time like you spend like you said you spend so much time here Mm -hmm. I mean here we are at Arthur Ashe Stadium, this is hours before you are going to go out to the ring. I've so that's a here, whole day. I've yeah. been here since 845 this Wow. Morning. And you're going to be here till midnight. Yeah. And then you have to travel. So mm-hmm. your sanctuary is going to be getting into that hotel room to relax or going to yeah. the gym. Like, that's your time. I can understand that. It's a yeah. bit of an invasion of your privacy. Yeah. You're entitled to that. Yeah. And I, and I, and I find it so unfortunate when there's like an online fuss about people saying no to signing things at an airport. Um, when it's like, we, yes, we do love and respect our fans, but I just wish that there would be that respect for us sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes okay. we don't get the, that we don't get that respect that, you know, we are real people also, and that we also, you know, deserve to just live our lives. That not everything's going to change overnight. So. Well, I respect uh, that, and I respect uh, what you've been able to accomplish and you as an individual. So congratulations on all the success, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, Baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. 
All right, we're back here on Busted Open at the Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium, and we are joined by the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. That's Hi, right. Mike. How do you like to be called Daddy Ass? Like I've been calling ass all my life. I mean, <laughs> like, what, why would it matter? Pay for it. Like, yeah, it was it was badass, and then it was Mister Ass, and it's Daddy Ass, and it's asshole at home. I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! It's so, so good to have you all so, in, man. Like, um, uh, newly crowned champs. Uh, big video on on social media surfaced about uh, me scissoring. That's big right, brain. and that, you, that's on record the second time you've scissored in your life. Yeah, the first time was last Grand Slam when we won it was the tag the third team title. Time, but that was about like twenty years ago. <laughs> oh, and I can't. It, never mind. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. That's a good story, Mark. I want to hear more about scissoring uh, 20 years 20 ago. 20 years ago, yeah. I, yeah. I want to know how they did it back in the day. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. We won't be talking about it on the air. <laughs> Give me the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't married back then, so I was just yeah. But, like, it's, it's good to have y'all on, man. Like, the, the seed of success that y'all are having and the effect that you're having on the pro wrestling world, like, are you used to it yet, or is it still like a mystery and, um, and, and exciting to look out in the crowd and see all these people doing and uh, showing up for the acclaim? I wouldn't say it's a mystery. I think it's just cool. We get to come out every single week. We have fun. We go crazy. We scissor everybody. Everybody has a smile on their face, and then we go home. It's a very simple formula, and I think it works pretty <laughs> is, well. Is it weird when you see like a little eight-year-old kid going, I think it's more weird when the parents are like, can you scissor my child? And you're yeah. throwing them at us. And we're are you serious? <laughs> yes. that, that's a weird one. There, You'll get like girls of a certain age, like 10 to 15, and their parents come by. They're like, oh, yeah, we're such big fans. Hey, go ahead, scissor them. And you can see the girls like, I don't want to do this. I go, it's all right. Please, <laughs> please don't make me scissor this kid. They don't want to do it. I want to go back to last year at this time yeah. because you guys are – from the area, and, you know, you've wrestled in this area for so long. And then last year, championship titles, that that was really the mark, right, was last year here in Queens at Grand Slam. So this is kind of like your triumphant return tonight. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, I mean, we're going to defend these trios titles uh, with the same fight and, and heart that we won those tag team titles with. The only difference is Billy's in the ring this time, and it, it's it, it's a huge help. Yeah, I don't uh, know who thought that was a good idea. <laughs> All right, so think, I want to go on that for a second. When you first heard the idea that you were going to be a part of this team and a part of like this whole movement and this buzz that's been created, what was your first thought about that? So I, I think the whole buzz was created when we all got together. You know what I mean? So it wasn't something I just jumped into. So, I mean, it's like my enjoyment now, like I've had an awesome career. I got no complaints, no no nothing. It's just to watch them because I get, I get to sit on the ring or next to it or whatever and just watch how excited they get and how much fun they're having. You know, and I get to pretty much be player coach on the side. Not that I need to coach them that much, but we just – it's – it's just fun for me. That's my enjoyment, you know, from doing stuff with my kids to doing stuff with my kids. <laughs> like, me and my wife have this saying, her kids are my real kids and my kids are my kids. <laughs> so it's like, is it your kids or my kids? No, my kids. No. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing, it's just having fun. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it, during the show, you see so much wrestling and so many things that, <laughs> that you can't follow um but it's it's you know when you hear their music it's the place goes ballistic and it's because they know that they're about to interact they're about to get to do have some fun and they're gonna watch us do our thing and they all get to participate that's that's the beauty about wrestling if you catch that niche and luckily i've had a couple of them being as i'm a parent's worst nightmare um is that it's so electric and people just like emotionally dig what we do because it's, it's, they get to interact. And when you get to interact with stars, how much better is it than that? Man, like you, I watch you guys and I can honestly say that y'all are having fun. And there's a lot of stuff that the crowd misses. <laughs> 
because I see you belly laughing on the apron, <laughs> and I'm wondering, damn, what did what did happen? What, what did I miss? But it was something that is between y'all. Yeah, I can't say half of it on the air. Actually, <laughs> more than half of it. And, and and that gap between you and 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 the acclaimed is is a pretty big gap. Yes. And uh, is there ever a point where you try to impart on them? Uh, to close the gap, or they try to bring you, bring some of the new to you that 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 where y'all meet in the middle. So I think it's a little of both. I think it's you know I think the reason that I've stayed, I guess, relevant for so long is I'll adapt. Like I, you have to adapt with the times. I can't you know back what I did in the eighties is not what's going to fly now. You know, or what I did in the nineties or the Attitude or Era. But you can still bring some of all that together like that's that's just always been my thing you know from from me and brian to them to whoever it's just it's how do we make the people get the most out of the people and luckily for me it's not wrestling (laughs) it's the it's the entertainment part but i think it's because we're we're very we communicate very well there's not there's no power struggle here at all we have weekly meetings whether it's at home or, or it's at the building because we're constantly talking we constantly throw ideas at each other, and we and and I'm not the one that just sits here and goes, "Well, I've done all this, and we're going to do this." Like that, right. that makes for bad mojo right there. But we're very, very open with each other, so I think that's why this works because there's nothing ever that hits us by surprise, you know, because we we're very because we talk everything over. And right. that's just what you have to have, especially when you have this many. Like, I know there's three of us, but if you get that power struggle where one's trying to do this and one's trying to do that, then there's just this all the time, and it's that's bad. Man, I'm going to tell you, like, uh, I'm, I'm an old-school uh, wrestling fan, and y'all did something uh, a while back where uh, Max was coming to try to scissor you, and they cut him off, and they were beating the shit out of him. And then he kind of tagged Anthony in, and Anthony started shining, and he went to scissor you, and then they came and they cut him off. And then, like, it, it, it got to the point to where they both got in the ring with them, and then they bumped both those guys, and they came and sat, scissored you, and that fucking place <laughs> came unglued. Dude. Like, that's got to, like, that. that's old school wrestling yeah. meets what y'all do today in this new school wrestling it's a y'all are the perfect marriage in pro wrestling right now. Like that's that's Thanks, gotta man. that's gotta feel good. It feels great. And what Billy has brought to us in terms of his clout, his his legendary status, and like watching him wrestle for the people, like for the people, not for himself, not for anybody trying to impress anybody in the back. Just wrestle for the people. That's taught me and Anthony so much that when I go do these indie shows that I did. You know, years ago, same crowds when I would bust my ass trying to wrestle my hardest. Now I know I don't have to do it because there's that connection that I got from Billy, that I've grown with the fans, that Anthony has grown with the fans. And then the wrestling is the the frosting on top. Like, that's the icing on the cake. And so they get the scissor, they get the wrap, and then they go, wow, these guys could actually wrestle too. That's the complete package, and that's why it works so well. Yeah, but that that comes in time, right? Yeah, I mean that comes in time. That's just learning and understanding. You could do a million moves in the ring, but if you're not getting that emotional connection with your audience, what does it mean? Exactly. Yeah, and that and that was some of the stuff that we when we first kind of started going is they're so good at what they do that I just have to go, okay, stop wrestling, just <laughs> just cut it out, like because because we tease all the time that Anthony just wants to wrestle all the time, <laughs> but it, but it's it's that's the fun that we have, right? But it, there's no reason to go out there and wrestle like crazy when that's not what they want. So they're all just sitting here waiting for when the, when does this happen? Like, (laughs) when does this go on? Like, this is what I want. So there's a time and a place to wrestle. And just like, just Max said, you have to, when you have some dynamic like this, you have to know how to blend all this together. And then when it gets over like that, it's like what Mark said, you go to give it to him, you take it away. You go to, you give it to him, you take it away. And then just right at the right moment, you hit it all. And like, and that's the beauty of it is they just lose their minds. Right. So it's, it's just knowing when you can wrestle and when they want to see our stuff. And then when you can combine it all together to have that. That's amazing. And Anthony, for you, because you're a pure athlete, obviously, 
But I also know that you could write, you could sing, you're a performer. I don't know like, about singing, but I, he sings. I, he sings well. I, I've heard him sing. You could sing, and he's a model. That's right. You, like I sing the commercials. I do a lot. Yeah, like like you can. How does it feel now that all right? This is one thing. This is my wrestling career. I can wrestle. How does it feel for you now? You can take all those talents that you have and put it into one performance and do everything on AEW. It feels great. That's why I have so much fun because I've always wanted to dip my toes in every kind of entertainment space possible just to try it because I like to see it's a challenge for me. Like, can I be successful in this? Can I at least achieve what I, I think I could? Um, and wrestling has been able has afforded me that opportunity to do that. And having two people that are so creative and so open to ideas because I'm, I'm a silly guy. I come up with all these ridiculous things and these are the only two people that I know that I can text and they both go, oh yeah, that's great. Let's just go do it. You know, it, it makes things so much more fun, so much easier and like Billy said, we have team meetings to talk about and there might not be such a good idea and we'll vote on it and we'll talk about it but um, I'm lucky enough to be able to share space with them where I can, it brings out the best of me where I can have fun doing all those things. Do you actually have other performers here at AEW come up to you guys and say, like, how did you do this? The chemistry that you three have together. Are, I would have to think that people almost want to learn from you, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I wish, I guess, I wish more guys would ask, but but um, the secret is you just have to work together as business partners and become friends and then just, do whatever you want. There, there's going to be a lot of people that tell you not to do things. For example, they told us not to do the scissoring. And eventually we just said, well, that's dumb because what, el what else are we going to do? And then we just started doing it. And then once it resonated with people, we go, see, look at that. Uh, a lot of people try and tell me what not to say in the entrances. And then I go, well, I think it's funny. Let me just try it. And they'll, they'll bleep it out or whatever. But at the moment, it works. So you kind of have to... Uh, Go with your gut on a lot of these things, and hopefully you have a team that supports you. And, and you know, you never want to be teamed up with anyone who says, ah, I don't want to do that. Ah, I think I would look silly. Or, ah, I, don't, I don't know. That's not a good idea. It's Every idea is a good idea. Just throw it at the wall and do it because the, the fans will appreciate how hard you work. Man, I, I love the fact that you address modern and current events in the world when you do the rap. And... Uh, I'm sure that you've had people go, like you just said, um, I don't know if I talk about that. You know, you want to stay away from politics. You want to stay away. And you name names and, <laughs> and say stuff that is so, like, on point, and you get the, oh, like, that's got to feel good. Right, but nobody else does it. Who does it on no, the nobody. TV show, on any wrestling TV show, on, on, you know, you'll go to, to Fox or CNN and those are the hottest shows most nights on cable. What do they talk about? They talk about politics. Now, you know, for me, it's important to, to always punch down. I've learned that over my years here, <laughs> always punch down. And the best people you could punch down on are politicians because they're all above you. They're all above us. So that's it. Well, I mean, also, um, Billy, you, you, man, you, you got to be the best looking 58 year old man. That well, I, I turned that, 60 in a couple of weeks. I missed what, the two years. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. November, November 1st, I'll turn 60. God bless you, man. Like yeah. that is incredible. Uh, for y'all that, that are new to busted open, you look up AEW's page and you see daddy ass <laughs> Billy Gunn. Um, six five, two hundred sixty seventy. Two hundred and seventy pounds, probably less than ten percent body fat, y'all. Incredible, like look at sixty years old, November first. Like you, you, you. Obviously, we see the work. Yeah, we 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 know that you're in the gym. Um, is there like a a, a level of supplements you take because you cannot eat? Um. All of that. Yeah, I am. I also do some stuff with BPI Sports. That's who I sponsored, kind of sponsoring their athlete or whatever. But it's just, it's just taking care of yourself. And it's, it's, this is, this is my life. It's like people will say whatever they want to say and they can do whatever they want to say, but they don't live my life. They don't right. know that this is a lifestyle for me. 
Plus, I have good incentive. I got to keep up with all these kids around here. So I just... It's, and you wear short shorts. Yeah. <laughs> with no shirt on. Yeah. I don't wear any clothes. So, like, if I look like a slob, like, the, the daddy ass is going out the back door really quick. I, it's... It's just Daddy's what I love swimming. to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's just what I love to do. This is my life. This is what I I've always loved to work out and do that. Plus, I'm a, I have a huge ego, so I just can't let that get you know. But it, but it's it's it is a lot of work. I mean, it's carrying your food everywhere. It's watching what you eat. It's making sure I train. I mean, even if I travel all day, I still go to the gym. So it's hard work, you know. But and people can you know, like to put it off on everything else. Well, that's, it's not everything else. No, it's, it's, not. it's, it's just the way that I am. This is how I'm built. And this is what I do. Cause I, I still want to compete as long as I'm doing stuff with them. I always want to make sure that I can compete at that level and never entered my mind that, Ooh, I don't think I have this ever anymore. And I, that doesn't enter my mind because I work super hard to make sure that I can stay on pace with them. And when I do, I'll just, it's, I just, go away i just i just go in the back and then that's i'm good well you're an inspiration to a lot of us older people dave and i are 50 plus people and, and <laughs> dave dave just announced that he was 90 percent so 10 percent bone and muscle and organs uh i don't know if that's possible but it's 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 good in theory but, but man, like you're an inspiration to people that train and are above 50 years old. You're a living example of what we can aspire to. So, like, sure. thank you for being that inspiration. Thank uh, you. Man, I, I, I've enjoyed so much having y'all uh, on, on the show. Like, we got to do this again. Yeah. This, this was too good. <laughs> Anytime, Mark. Dave and I are switching uh, headphones back and forth because <laughs> there's not enough mics, uh, not enough microphones and headphones. But when we get to Sirius XM Studio, we invite y'all in sometime. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we'll do it on air. I'm going to let Dave uh, get his get his shit in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dave got to get his shit in. Yeah, go for it, Dave. I would actually be afraid to step into the ring with these guys because I can't imagine – what Max would say about me on the like, imagine me oh, yeah. standing in the ring and Max is rapping going down the entrance ramp. What he would say, I just said I had ninety percent body fat. I don't know how to follow that up. Uh, thanks to the uh, AEW World Trios champions, guys. Uh, looking forward to seeing you tonight on Grand Slam, and thank you so much for the time. Thanks. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more. Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.